Women Quan, case 35, which is the true Jian? The case. Wutu Fayan asked a monk, the woman Jian and her soul separated, which is the true Jian? Women's comment. If you realise the true one, then you will know that emerging from one husk and entering another is like a traveller putting up at an inn. If this is still not clear, don't rush about recklessly. When you suddenly separate into earth, water, fire and air, you'll be like a crab dropped into boiling water, struggling with your seven hands and eight legs. Don't say I never told you. Women's verse. The moon and the clouds are the same. Mountains and valleys are different. All are blessed. All are blessed. Is this one? Is this two? Place it comfortably. Teacher Wutsu Fayan lived from somewhere around 1024 to 1104, uh, dying at 80, and a heartlingly long life. Um, his postal address Uncle Toe, who lived somewhere or other at the foot of Yellow Plum Mountain. Uh, Wutsu was ordained at 35, uh, late by the standards of many of the great teachers of the past. Uh, and his, oh, Chacho didn't start teaching until he was 80. You can't be too careful. <laughs> so, and his teaching correspondingly, oh, this is Wutsu, and his teaching correspondingly has what feels like a more worldly quality. He came to the way relatively late. And here's a little story to, in that spirit I feel. Wutsu addressed the monk saying, Yesterday, when I went into town, I noticed a puppet show going on. Couldn't help going over there and taking a look. The puppet was really something to see. At first sight, it seemed to move its limbs, walk around, and sit down all on its own. But when you looked closer, you could see that there was someone behind the blue curtain. You know, we think that we are all self-determined. Um, you know, uh, in a way, uh, you know, as if the puppet controls the entire operation. Um, yet we are the operation. We are the expression of birdsong, clouds and the night sky. So the teacher went round and could see there was someone behind the blue curtain. I couldn't help but call out, Sir, what's your name? The man replied to me, Honoured priest, just watch the show. Why ask for names? Brethren, when I've heard him say this, I didn't have a single word to say in reply, nor a single idea to espouse. Can any of you say something, anything, in my place? 
Can you say anything in his place? Honoured priests, just watch the show. Why ask for names? <laughs> Yesterday, that single instance of embarrassment has uprooted all my ideas now. Yeah, uh, why name it? Why use Buddha, Buddha nature and all of that? What's wrong with uh, flowers, windows, uh, people sitting in the dojo? Does it perfectly well. Yeah, when you don't uh, use terms like Buddha nature, and that, that is called not naming the emperor in the old Chinese traditions. So, no, in terms of the unfolding way, at the beginning, terms like Buddha nature and Buddha are great inspiration. Uh, they are a source of sustenance, inspiration. And then as it deepens for you, there's less and less need for that. And in a way, they're like husks that blow away. And... Perfectly ordinary names do just fine. When it's like that, we can breathe a little deeper. So there was a student of Wu Tzu uh, called Wan Wu Keqin, who was very proud of his spiritual knowledge, but was rebuffed by Wu Tzu, who would not sanction his views on the Dharma. Wan Wu left the monastery in a huff. But as he walked out, Wu Tzu said, Remember me when you are ill with fever. Years passed, and indeed Wan Wu did become seriously ill. And when he recovered, he came back to Wu Tzu. Once Wan Wu... Yeah, this is very interesting, because when he came back... Uh, he heard Wu Tzu quoting lines from a popular song to a high official who wanted to know what Zen was about. And the words go, She calls to her serving girl, Little Jade, not because she wants something, but just so her lover will hear her voice. Wu Tzu then said to the high official, That is very like Zen. On hearing this one woo awakened. If you want to hear the voice that awakened uh, one woo, listen, listen. Rashi says, if come unto the folk stories of Zen, here is an old Chinese folk story that's a koan. This is the story of Jian, as told by Lafcadio Hearn in an essay called A Question of Zen in the Zen Text, which was published in 1898. There lived in Hanyang a man called Qian, whose child daughter Jian was of peerless beauty. He also had a nephew called Chao, a very handsome boy. The children played together and were fond of each other. 
Once Kien jestingly said to his nephew, Someday I will marry you to my little daughter. Both children remembered these words and believed themselves to be betrothed. When Jian grew up, a man of rank asked for her in marriage, and her father decided to comply with the demand. Jian was greatly troubled by this decision. As for Chao, he was so angry and aggrieved that he resolved to leave home and go to another province. The next day he got a boat ready for his journey, and after sunset, without bidding farewell to anyone, he proceeded up the river. But in the middle of the night, he was startled by a voice calling to him, Wait, tis I! And he saw a girl running along the bank towards the boat. It was Jiang. Cha was unspeakably delighted. She sprang into the boat, and the lovers found their way safely to the province of Chu. In the province of Chu, they lived happily for six years and had two children. But Jian could not forget her parents and often longed to see them again. At last she said to her husband, Because in former times I could not bear to break the promise made to you, I ran away with you and forsook my parents, alone knowing that I owed them all possible duty and affection. Would it not now be well to try to obtain their forgiveness? Don't grieve yourself about that, said Chao. We shall go to see them. He ordered the boat to be prepared, and a few days later he returned with his wife to Hanyang. According to custom in such cases, the husband first went to the house of Qian, leaving Jian alone in the boat. Qian welcomed his nephew with every sign of joy and said, How much I have been longing to see you. I was afraid that something had happened to you. Chao answered respectfully, I am distressed by the undeserved kindness of your words, but it is to beg forgiveness that I have come. But Kien did not seem to understand. He asked, To what matter do you refer? I feared, said Chao, that you were angry with me for having run away with Jian. I took her with me to the province of Chu. What Jian was that? asked Kien. Your daughter, Jian, answered Chao, beginning to suspect his father-in-law of some malevolent design. What are you talking about, cried Kien, with every appearance of astonishment. My daughter Jian has been sick in bed all these years, ever since the time when you went away. Your daughter Jian, returned Chao, becoming angry, has not been sick. She has been my wife for six years, and we have two children, and we have both returned to this place only to seek your pardon. Therefore, please do not mock us. For a moment the two looked at each other in silence. Then Kien arose, and motioning for his nephew to follow, led the way to an inner room where a sick girl was lying. And Chao, to his utter amazement, saw the face of Jian, beautiful but strangely thin and pale. She cannot speak, explained the old man, but she can understand. And Ken, the father, said to her laughingly, Chow tells me that you ran away from home with him and that you gave him two children. The sick girl looked at Chow and smiled. 
but remained silent. Now come with me to the river, said the bewildered visitor to his father-in-law, for I can assure you, in spite of what I have seen in this house, that your daughter Jian is at this moment in my boat. They went to the river, and there indeed was the young wife waiting. And seeing her father, she bowed down before him and besought his pardon. Kian said to her, If you really are my daughter, I have nothing but love for you. Yet though you seem to be my daughter, there is something I cannot understand. Come with us to the house. So the three proceeded towards the house. As they neared it, they saw that the sick girl, who had not left her bed for years, was coming to meet them, smiling as if much delighted. And the two Jians approached each other. But then, nobody could ever tell how, they suddenly melted into each other and became one body, one person, one Jian, even more beautiful than before, and showing no sign of sickness or of sorrow. Jian said to Chao, Ever since the day of my, your going, my daughter was dumb, and most of the time like a person who had taken too much wine. Now I know that her spirit was absent. Jian herself said, Really, I never knew that I was at home. I saw Chow going away in silent anger, and the same night I dreamed that I ran after his boat. But now I cannot tell which was really I, the I that went away in the boat, or the I that stayed at home. Yeah. So which is the true Jan? That is Wutsu's question. Is it the one who went to a distant city, married her lover and had two children, or the one who remained at home, mute, bedridden and ill? You are invited to choose. Which is the true Jan? Which is true you? Who are you truly? Who are you beneath your names and your roles in life? You know, when um, the father explains to Chow when they go into the bedroom, Charles says, oh, sorry, um, Ken, the father, says to his son-in-law, she, she cannot speak, but she can understand. It's very interesting and very powerful, um, this story at its core. Um, And I think for, for, for 
for women and indeed for men. Um, it has, you know, a lot of depth um, you know, a realm that can be explored in terms of our own lives, of um, uh, the part that remains at home, in, in a sense, the childhood part that remains and is maybe separated, unconscious, but still uh, in a way helps, still helps to shape our life and, you know, um, yeah, I guess part of us remains behind, doesn't grow up. Um, and I think doing big session like this begins to expose some of this as well. Um, yeah. Having said this, uh, I read this strange and powerful story to my two granddaughters, Rose and Charlotte. Not together, but separately. Because I keep looking around for Buddhist stories, you know, which I can tell them, but I can't find anything that feels all that gripping. But this felt like a great story to, without the psychological adumbrations that I've just been raising um, for them. And I thought, it's a great introduction to Khan's too, um, for them. I'm very careful. I really am careful, though, with this because I think it's so important. At nine, you know, I, I say that <laughs> it's a late start. I mean, chess grandmasters of 15, you know. I mean. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's still a step. You know, when I ask Charlotte, you know, I ask her, who are you? And she says, I'm Charlotte. <laughs> And I said, who are you without your name? And she says, nothing. <laughs> it's kind of interesting in a way, but I think, it's not, I think they're kind of establishing their individuality and who they are in relation to other people. And, you know, like, a, like that whole thing is so important. So I don't I feel that it's appropriate to undermine any notions of their individuality and their, uh, and their, their brilliantly and beautifully individual and... Who would want to do that anyway? But um, the story is really interesting. So, uh, to me anyway, so I told it to them separately, not together. Um, I think Charlotte got her version in Trip Cafe and Bayswater. But um, anyway. Uh, so, I asked each of them, which is the true Jian? And they both replied separately, the one who left to get married and have children. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of totally understandable response, you know. Um, they took the choice quite seriously and they made the same choice. Um, you know, it's really interesting because at Amanda, when Aiken Roshi came to Western Australia, he gave uh, each child, he did a children's ceremony at uh, Ron and Hazel's place next to the swimming pool there. Pretty amazing seeing this famous Zen master giving a children's ceremony uh, next to the swimming pool. And uh, each child gave an exercise book too. And at the beginning of the exercise was the question, who am I? And uh, Amanda wrote in hers, I am a book. I am a star. Which is really beautiful and inspiring. And um, she was 11, so, you know... <laughs> At the time, yeah, she had had an inkling of that, 
for sure. Yeah. So what was for, what what was totally compelling though in what followed was I asked Charlotte. Um, now you have to understand here she didn't know the title of the story, which is or the various versions of it, but uh, Jian. Um, and her soul divided. So I didn't title the story, I just started off just like tonight, I think. And uh, so I asked Charlotte, why did Jian return to the family home? Uh, and she replied, Jian needed to rejoin her soul. I was like, tears came out of my eyes, you know, it was just amazing response. And insight, you know, into the the story, and I think that that is deeply true. Um, yeah. So yeah. You know, soul may not find a ready home in Zen what with all of the matter of the illusory nature of the self and no self and all of that and in, it, uh, even to find a home in Buddhism uh, more generally um, but we can give significance and meaning readily to soul um, uh, as a realm of dreams imagination uh, intuition maybe uh, and lots of other things like that without objectifying it necessarily. The problem, I think, becomes with the objectification of soul as a separate entity. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think with, with imagination and creation, um, even ownership gets blurry. I'm thinking of the nature of this kind of realm. It's like... Um, I've had the experience myself I know heaps of musicians who have had this experience I don't remember writing that piece um, yeah. I mean, Schubert's famous for saying something like you know, walking out in the hills and here's someone playing his piece on a, on a what are they called those organ grinder uh, the, the, the organ that's played by the organ grinder and so who wrote that piece it's kind of nice <laughs> Um, that that kind of thing. So that realm of uh, yeah, where it, it, I think can be given sense in Zen, uh, not less than life. And you know the question: Who is dreaming? Who is the dream self? Um, it's amazingly strange. And last night's account of Mary's wonderful. Amazing three girls dream. Yeah, who is it that boards the white train moving into the whiteness? Yeah, the red-haired girl, Mary. Ooh. So women comments on this story. If you realise the true one, then you will know that emerging from one husk and entering another is like a traveller putting up at an inn. This is so beautiful. It's, if this is still not clear, don't rush about recklessly. 
when you suddenly separate into earth, water, fire and air, you'll be like a crab dropped into boiling water, struggling with your seven hands and eight legs. Don't say, I never told you. This is so, so classically uh, uh, women, you know, it's in its ironies. This is a little adaption of the commentary by Shibayama uh, on women's comment. The true one can be likened to the ocean. Each wave is the form of the ocean water at that point. Each wave corresponds to you or to me, individually considered. When we realise the true one, we return to who we truly are, like the waves subsiding into the ocean. Ocean is wave, wave is ocean. I suspect from women's commentary that emerging from one husk and entering another is like a traveller putting up at an inn. It may refer to the journey, our journey through life after life. I mean, it's possible to interpret it in that very big sense. Um, and such a notion would have been probably a given, well, was a given in Wormen's time. Um, he lived in the late 12th into the 13th century. In a more contemporary uh, context, we, we might see these, uh, the entering one husk, uh, leaving, uh, merging from one husk and entering another uh, as, the, as the circumstances, the events and circumstances of our lives. When a child comes to us, we open to her as a child and deal with her as a child. When a wise person comes, we open to her wisdom and honour the gifts that she brings. We deal appropriately with each particular being by meeting them fully and acknowledging them completely. There's a beautiful saying in relation to this. Um, the, the, this matter of being there for whatever comes and for whoever comes in a complete openness. When dew enters the willow, it becomes green. When it enters the flower, it becomes red. Yeah, this beautifully expresses true meeting. When we meet each person fully, we lose and find ourselves over and over enlightening others and becoming enlightened by them in an unending dance. Now we are a colleague, now a friend, now a fellow Sangha member, equally empty, equally to be loved, equally a coming Buddha. Now glad, now sad, now mad, now bad, each of our roles flashes from darkness and each of these is the face of that darkness. Women write, if the matter of which is the true Jian is not, still not clear, don't rush her out recklessly. Um, yeah. Do this is what he's saying, really. 
Don't rush about recklessly. Just come and do a seven-day session. <laughs> Even this late in session, it's not too late to promote it. Utterly. <laughs> 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 When you suddenly separate into earth, water, fire and air, you'll be like a crab dropped into boiling water, struggling with your seven hands and eight legs. Don't say I never told you. Yeah. I love struggling with your seven hands. You know, the, the crab has lost a hand somewhere, in the, somewhere along the way you know, by being brought up in the, those pots or in a fight or being dropped into the pot. It's very poignant. Yeah, don't rush about recklessly. Settle in right where you are. Come back to me. Come back to who he is. Come back to who am I. Come back to the vastness of this moment. It's very interesting, you know, the image of that this image of the crab with its struggling with its seven hands and eight legs is the image of Kuan Yin seen in a distorting uh, mirror. Um, yeah, not less than Kuan Yin, still saving all beings. Uh, banging on the pot. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Women's verse. The moon and the clouds are the same. Mountains and valleys are different. All are blessed. All are blessed. Is this one? Is this two? Moon and the clouds, the sameness, it refers to Jian. Um, wife and mother, uh, woman who is uh, ill and secluded. Mountains and valleys are different. Of course they're different. They're as different as they could be. Uh, all are blessed. All are blessed. Is this one? Is this two? Is this one? Is this two?